You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Saxon in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. It is now time for the White Sox and the Twins Part 2 this weekend. The Sox take the first game of this three-game set, and it was a big one. Two to nothing yesterday, handing the Twins only their second shutout of the season. The first shutout of the season was started by the exact same White Sox pitcher, Dylan Cease, right here in this ballpark. So, so far... He has been kryptonite, at least when he goes up against the Twins right here in Chicago. Gio Gonzalez is 6-0 with a 3.26 earned run average and is ready for Rich Hill. Hill had a very good game against the White Sox in Minnesota last week, but his last time here had real difficulty and was chased early. The Sox started the series six games back in second place in a tie with the Cleveland Indians. They start today five games back, still in that tie with the Indians chasing the 39-19 Minnesota Twins. Two out of three would be big here. You can accomplish that right now, today. The number one hitter in all of Major League Baseball is still Josh Donaldson, even though the White Sox to date have generally neutralized him. He's leading in home runs, RBI, batting average, on-base percentage, across the board and across the majors. We're going to see if the Sox can keep him in check today. We're on our way out to the rate. As I said yesterday, so far, the biggest series of the season. Sacks, Twins, Southside, now. Day baseball, Southside of Chicago. 39-19, Twins come to town against the 34-24 second-place Chicago White Sox. Gio Gonzalez is ready for a 1-10 start as the team takes the field. And the Sacks go for the second game here after taking game one last night in Chicago. Gonzalez, 11 starts, 6-0 record, 3.26 earned run average, over 60 and two-thirds innings, 53 hits and 22 walks. It's a 1.24 whip. He has 66 strikeouts. He has been very good. His only issue has been, can he go deep in the games? Gio requested the sleeveless uniforms with the black shirts underneath them, and that's what the White Sox are wearing tonight with the pinstripes and the black arms. And Luis Arias stands in for a pitch high and inside 1-0 the count the game is underway White Sox win yesterday against Kenta Maeda who only gave up one hit through seven innings two hits total in that game ground ball down to third base Mancata scoops it across to Abreu there's one gone official start of this game was at 1-11 on a beautiful warm clear sky day here on the south side of Chicago Byron Buxton's batting second Against the lefty Gonzalez, the righty's hitting 297, nine homers and 33 RBIs on the season and playing center field. Gio going for win number seven today as an inside fastball catches a zone for a strike. 0-1 the count. Beautiful day out here today. Sunny. The Sox are 10 games over 500. We're about to enter June. Swing and a miss on an inside strike up and in. 0-2. Gonzalez needs to be efficient, but also continue to be effective. 
And that's been the yin and the yang with him. This pitch is fouled off 0-2 the count. Grandal puts down the sign. Now it's in the dirt. 1-2. and two. Toes the rubber and delivers. Misses low and outside and a changeup now 2-2. Two and two. Going around the horn. Grandal behind the plate. Abreu's at first. Mandrigal second. Anderson at short. Mancada at third. This one's lifted out to left where Leary Garcia gets the start today. Aloy Jimenez has had some troubles with Rich Hill and also was due. So Ricky Renteria deciding if he's going to get a day off this weekend, it was going to be today. Fly out in the left field, and now Nelson Cruz is up with two outs here in the top of the first inning. It is not inconceivable that Jimenez could come in later as a pinch hitter. He's not unavailable. He just is not starting today. Luis Roberts in center. Adam Engel with the start in right. Cruz is hitting 300, almost tied the game. He was inches away in the top of the eighth inning. Alex Colome had two outs, and he almost tied it on a home run that missed by mere inches down the third baseline. He fouls this one down the first baseline, one and two the count, with two outs in the top of the first inning. Rondal calling for a high pitch, sets up outside. It goes there, but Cruz does not chase. Two and two, the count is even. Ground ball, two chopper. Anderson catches it and sends it over to first. Nice, easy six to three put out. Twins go down one, two, three. Fans are pumped. It's going to be a fun day, hopefully, here at the ballpark. Midway through the first, no score. Rich Hill called by his teammates, Dick Mountain. 11 starts, 5-3 record, 6.71 ERA over 53 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 61 hits and 25 walks for a 1.60 whip. He has 46 strikeouts as well. The big lefty struggled in his start here near the beginning of this season, but did very well last week in Minnesota. Tim Anderson will lead off. And the first pitch on the way misses outside a four-seamer at 92 miles an hour, 1-0 the count. The Twins are either going to get their 40th win of the season today or their 20th loss, sitting at 39-19, five games up in the Central behind these White Sox and the Cleveland Indians, both sitting five games back. Swung on and popped back. Going to get out of play just above the netting and into the second row behind home plate. One and one the count now. Hill into the wind in the pitch. Inside fastball misses two and one. T.A. actually hits a little bit better against lefties. Must be excited to see Rich Hill up there as this one is high. Three and one. The big guy. That's why they call him the mountain. Got a name like Hill but he looks like a mountain. And Anderson's hitting 317 the batting champ from last year. Has a 3-1 count here leading off this inning. And the game for the Sox, and that's a slider high and in for ball four. He's down to first base. He'll say hi to Daryl Boston, and we got to run around right away. And Larry Garcia's got the average up now into the 270s after a drop-off a couple weeks ago. He's got five home runs and 25 RBI, including a grand slam last week in Minnesota. First pitch on the way. Inside four, Seymour 1-0. Standing in the right-handed batter's box is Garcia, the switch hitter. Anderson 
was stealing a lot of bases early on in the season. He's kind of tailed off, but this could be an opportunity for him, even though he has a left-handed pitcher. 1-0 pitch on the way. Misses low, 2-0. Hill taking his time on the mound. Walked around it. Now he takes his hat off. He must be frustrated, but at some point he's going to have to throw the ball again. 2-0 the count. The pitch. Swung on and missed on the inside corner. 2-1. Still a hitter's count. Anderson goes as he goes into the wind. He got a good jump. The throw down to second base. He is safe with plenty of time to spare. He was off as Hill had just brought up his leg and wasn't looking at him. And by the time the ball got into Garver's glove, he was two-thirds of the way there. In safely, easily with a great jump. Two and two now the count to Garcia as that was a strike. Now he fouls off a four-seamer that was high and outside, protecting the plate. Count remains even. No outs, Bob in the first inning. Anderson now on second base. Swung on and missed. Garcia goes down on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. High and on the outside corner. He went just underneath it. One gone. Jose Abreu now comes to the plate. Got a runner in scoring position, sitting on 11 home runs for a while now. 37 RBIs, an 8.36 OPS, and a 2.65 batting average. Takes a ball outside, 1 0 the count. On deck, Yuan Moncada. After him, Yasmani Grandal. Swung on and sent down the third baseline foul into the tarp, 1 1. Grandal went from the two spot down to the five spot to protect Moncada with Jimenez out. And a lefty on the mound. This one ripped out in the right center field. It'll be caught. It seemed to be tailing towards center, but a nice play made on the run. Anderson thought it was going to get through, so he is already halfway to 30. He has to retreat. He will not advance. He read that about the same way I read it. I can't believe he got to that ball. Moncada comes up now with two outs at the bottom of the first, hitting 319 with nine homers and 31 RBI. He needs to pick up his teammates. They had a runner on second with no outs. Now there's two. Anderson's still there. Inside pitch misses 1-0 the count. 16 stolen bases for Anderson. Four out of every five. He's at an even 80% right now. His stolen base rate. A low curveball. Hits the zone. 1-1 one one the count. This broadcast using MLB The Show simulated season ever since opening day. Every game right here on Socks in the Basement. The only place to do it every day following the schedule ever since opening day. Giving you these radio broadcasts, and it's all brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park as that's a strike inside, one and two the count. Now an inside pitch misses a slider, two and two. Remember, Cork and Carey at the park has amazing food, and you can get it right now with Grubhub or direct at corkandcarryatthepark.com. Ground ball up the middle. That's a base hit. Anderson's coming around third. It died in the center field grass. He will score without a throw. The White Sox lead one to nothing on an RBI single from Juan Moncada just out of the reach in between the second baseman and shortstop. Moncada bounced that in the dirt before it even got to the grass in front of home plate. And it just found its way through hard hit ball. Rondal hitting 281, first pitch grounded over to second base. Arias over to first. The sacks are done, but not before Yohan Moncada picks up his teammates. 
and plates Timmy Anderson with two outs. One run on one hit here in the bottom of the first. We go to the top of the second, leading one nothing. Miguel Sano has 49 RBI. He would lead the team. The guy leading all of Major League Baseball wasn't on the team with him. He also has 13 home runs and a 269 average batting in the four spot. He will lead off this inning. Gonzalez faced the minimum in the first. A strike down the middle on a changeup. Sano is three for nine lifetime with a home run against Gio Gonzalez. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a changeup in the dirt. 0-2. Two, two changeups in a row to Sano. Another off-speed pitch inside, still 0-2, so he hasn't brought the heat yet. He's lobbing him in there. Next offering outside, a two-seamer. Tried to get in the chase. 1-2 the count. Here in the top of the second to the first batter, Sano. Another one in the dirt, a changeup. He doesn't go for it. Same pitch that he got strike two on. Now the count is even two apiece. The pitch. Swung on and missed a two-seamer right down the middle. Sano had seen so many change-ups. Maybe in his mind he was convinced that's the fastest that Gonzalez throws. Then he rears back and puts one by at 95 miles an hour, and Sano is talking to himself. On his way back to the dugout, Mitch Garver's up now hitting 303 with 14 homers and 39 RBI, and the first one sent down the first baseline into the crowd. 0-1 the count. He won the Silver Slugger at catcher last year in the American League. The pitch on the way. Outside two seamer, one and one. You think about it, though, some of the best catchers in baseball, hitting-wise, are in the National League. James McCann could have won it if he would have kept up what he was doing in the first half of the second half, and Yasmani Grandal, definitely a candidate this year for the White Sox after he comes over from Milwaukee. Swing and a miss. He set him down on three pitches. Second strikeout for Gonzalez in the second of this inning. There's two gone as Garver goes for one low. He worked quickly on him. More fastballs there. Max Kepler, the lefty, comes up. 222 average, 11 homers, and 28 RBIs with a 742 OPS. Played very well for the Twins against the Sox. Up in Minnesota last week. Couple of big hits, player of the game, in two of those four contests for Minnesota. Fouls off this one down the third base line into the upper deck. 0-1 the count. The lefty stands in, waving the back. Gonzalez waits for the sign. Grandal on one knee outside. The pitch is low, a changeup, 1-1. Kepler plays outfield and will also move over to first base. As he fouls off a two-seamer, 1-2 the count. Fly ball out in the right field. Engel takes two steps back. He'll make the catch. For the second straight inning, the Twins go 1-2-3. Sox shut him out yesterday. Now shutting him out through the first two here in Chicago. Edwin Encarnacion had a solo shot, his 15th home run last night. He's sitting ninth in the American League in total home runs. He's got a 259 average. Stands in on the right side of the plate as Rich Hill hits the inside corner on a four-seamer. Strike one. Owen won the count. Two homers in his last five games, both of them solo shots for Edwin. Fouls off a of four-seamer down the first baseline. He's quickly 0-2. Hill entered the second inning with 20 pitches under his belt. 
High outside fastball, misses one and two the count. Day baseball on a Saturday. A beautiful day here in Chicago. June, right around the corner. This one's fouled back a slider, one and two the count. And now the announcement, you could have places like Cork and Carey opening up as this one's dribbled out in the right field for a base hit. I haven't been able to read the rules yet. I know their location, though, over in Beverly has an excellent outdoor patio. And I know Cork and Carey at the park are proud sponsors. They have some outdoor seating. I would imagine right now they're hard at work and we're looking forward to an announcement we can give you about what Cork and Carey will be doing as the city of Chicago has now finally released some guidelines. Keep listening to Sox in the Basement for details. Can't wait to get over there and see my friends. Pitch rifled over to short. It gets underneath the glove, a base hit. Angle immediately moves Encarnacion up 90 feet. There's two on and no outs here. And the White Sox have something cooking here in the bottom of the second inning. Only scored two runs last night. It was enough, but I think this team knows at some point this Twins offense is going to wake up. Nick Mandrigal's hitting 219 with a homer and 12 RBI. 643 OPS. He's been struggling. He has a lot of speed. You could imagine him laying down the bunt, but he'd have to do a good job here. Edwin may be out at third base anyway. And then at that point, why do you want to waste the bunt? So it depends on what Ricky Renteria thinks. Because now he takes a curveball outside, one and one the count. He's going to do it. It would be right now. It's early in the game, though. You have no outs. And I hate the bunt. Ricky Renteria loves it, though. Let's see what he does. The pitch on the way. Swung on and popped down the first baseline. Foul, so now one and two. Angle with good speed at first. Blocked by Encarnacion with terrible speed at second. Sent over to second base. They're not going to get two, and the ball is bobbled. Mandrigal is safe on an error by Arias. He was running towards the first base side. He had plenty of time. He picked up his glove to make the throw and start the double play before he had the ball in the glove. He's laying in the dirt. He turns around, and it's too late. Everybody's safe. Angle's too fast, and so is Madrigal. So Luis Robert comes to the plate. He's 1-0 immediately on a ball that almost gets away, hitting 221 with four homers and 18 RBIs, but hitting over 400 in his last 11 games. The 1-0 pitch. Outside four, Seamer 2-0. No outs. Bottom of the second. Sox lead 1-0 here against the Twins. Encarnacion, the slowest guy in the base paths on third. Angle on second. Madrigal on first. They have speed, and you got speed at the plate. And the guy that just hit his fourth home run of the season a few days ago. Inside four, Seamer misses 3-0. Tim Anderson's on deck. Earlier in the season, Luis Robert with the bases loaded would try to be a hero. He would have swung at two of those pitches. They were close. Very patient right now, starting to understand that when a pitcher is not doing very well finding the zone, don't help him. Although I would imagine this is coming right across the middle. Get me over fastball, 97 miles an hour, and it doesn't get as pretty as that. And The discipline there probably hurts a little bit for Robert, as now it's 3-1. and one. Hill gets the sign, the pitch on the way. Just hits the zone high. Robert didn't like it. He thought he had ball four, and it started to get ready to toss his bat. The count is full, though. He didn't show up the umpire, but you could see he thought it was a ball for a moment. 
Now he rips this one down the first baseline into the crowd. A hard hit ball. Three and two. He was behind on that one. Needs to straighten it out. Another payoff pitch. Misses outside a slider. It was close. Good eye there by Roberts. He runs down the first base. Encarnacion scores. It's two to nothing. There's still no outs here in the bottom of the second inning. All kinds of speed on the base paths. You put something into the gap here, Tim Anderson. You're clearing the bases with Angle on third, Mandrigal on second, and Robert on first base. T.A. walked in the first inning. But if Hill throws him something good, his eyes are going to light up. Here's the pitch. 12-6 curveball in the outside corner after meeting on the mound with the pitching coach, the catcher, and Dick Mountain. He got into trouble last time he was here and gave it up in the second inning. A bunch of runs and was chased early early on in the season. Owen won the count now to Anderson. Swung on and chopped over to third in between the third baseman and the shortstop. One runs in. Madrigal comes around. He scores underneath the throw with a head first slide behind the plate. Garver couldn't get the tag around on time. The throw in was from shallow left field as it got just in between Donaldson and his shortstop. The sack score two, they lead 4-0. There's still no outs in this inning. And let's bust this way open. Leary Garcia is 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the first inning. He comes up with nobody on and runners on first and second. Lots of speed out there. In TA at first base and Luis Robert over at second. And they are a threat to double steal. They've done it before. We'll see if the sacks put pressure on here with Hill struggling. The first pitch, high and outside of four seamer. You got a right-handed batter in Garcia. If he's smart, he stands in and he blocks Garver. Sox did it to him earlier on this season with these same two guys, and he's aware of it, I'm sure. Now a fly ball down the first baseline. Goes foul, one and one to count. Next offering, line drive the short. Luckily, nobody was in motion. That would have been a triple play. Picked out of the air. Everybody stays. There's one gone here in the bottom of the second inning. And Jose Abreu is coming to the plate. One gone, runners on first and second. Three runs in this inning, four runs total. Both runners are going. Garver's going to throw down. It's in the dirt. He's safe in there. Roberts safe at third. Anderson safe at second. The double steal. Abreu was like a big brick wall standing there in the batter's box. He actually backs in front of Garver. As Garver tries to go around him and back up, he backs out of the way with his arms up like I'm trying to get out of your way, and he stands right in his way. The ball gets bounced in the third. Some gamesmanship by Abreu. Now it's 1-1 one and one the count. Inside pitch misses 2-1. and one. one out here in the bottom of the second. Sox lead 4-0. They got two very fast runners on, and a base hit's going to play them both. Abreu takes one high, 3-1. and one. Mancata's on deck, hitting 322 on the season. Rich Hill's up to 46 pitches. The White Sox doing damage early, and this is what you need to do because you know this offense is a sleeping giant for the Twins. Get your runs while you can and get them in bunches. Swung on and sent out deep into center field. Tailing back towards the wall at the track is Buxton. He'll make the catch. Runners coming home. He throws the third to hold Tim Anderson, Roberts scores. We lead five to nothing with two outs now in the bottom of the second. Abreu with the deep sacrifice fly gets one run in. And Mancata, who's one for one with an RBI already in the first inning, 
Comes up now in the second. The Twins are done. They're going and getting a pitcher right away for the second time this season. Rich Hill has come to guaranteed right field and not made it through the second inning. It happened back in April. It happens now at the end of May. Very different pitcher against the White Sox, home and away. And he is done after an inning and two-thirds pitched. And Homer Bailey, their long reliever they go to in situations like this, a former starter, has 59 innings over 24 games and a 4.58 earned run average, a record of 3-3, 48 strikeouts to 27 walks. And Juan Mancada flips over to the left side now with a righty in. White Sox really don't change the lineup very much, righty or lefty. In fact, it's pretty much the same thing every time, unlike some other teams. A high outside four-seamer goes for a ball, 1-0 the count. Randy Dobnik also warmed up in the bullpen, but I doubt he's coming in. You would imagine he's there just in case Bailey has nothing. He has to come out after three batters. Otherwise, I imagine he has the next three or four innings here. For the Twins, outside four, Seamer 2-0 as Mancata holds off. You have to think of this as well. Now with a righty-in for the majority of the game, you could bring in Jimenez, but then again, you're already up by five runs, but it changes a little strategy as he doesn't do very well against Hill. 2-1 the count now with Anderson on second. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped in the right field. That's a base hit. They're going to come up throwing. Anderson's on his way home. The play at the plate. He is out at the plate. On a great throw home, trying to make it 6-0. A bang-bang play, a perfect throw on the money. Gets T.A. trying to slide around Mitch Garber. He got him on the arm. We go into the top of the third inning, leading 5-0. The Chicago White Sox in the American League, first in ERA, first in whip at 1.27. First in opponent's average against them at 232. Sixth in home runs allowed with the 11th lowest amount of walks. And they are first in strikeouts as a staff. The pitching staff has been improving lately. And it's just the right time for them to get hot again. As Minnesota so far has not scored a run against the White Sox here at the rate. Through the first 11 innings of this series. And we lead 5 to nothing. Eddie Rosario, the lefty, comes up is quickly 0-1. Now he lifts one out in the left field. Underneath it is Larry Garcia. He will make the catch. There's one gone here in the top of the third. You're in the family waterproofing solutions third inning. Proud advertisers here of Sox in the basement. Located on the southwest side. They cover pretty much all of northern Illinois and northwest Indiana. There's only a few counties in western Illinois on the northern end that they don't cover. They may go into Wisconsin if you ask them. Josh Donaldson comes up, 359, 20 home runs, 54 RBIs. He leads in all those categories. His first at bat of the day, he's batting eighth today against a lefty. Inside fastball goes for a strike, 0 1 the count with one out here in the top of the third and nobody on. That's the 30th pitch for Gonzalez here with one out in the third. Low fastball catches the zone, 0 2. Donaldson is yet to use the bat. Geo into the line. Swung on and missed. He got him on three pitches. A change up down the middle after two fastballs. Donaldson way out in front of it. Third strikeout for Gio Gonzalez, who coldly just turns away and walks around the mound as Grandal sends it around. Two gone here in the top of the third. 
Marwin Gonzalez comes to the plate, batting righty. He's a switch hitter. He's hitting 252 with three homers and 13 RBI. Gio immediately gets him to fly this one out in the right field. Can of corn for Angle. One, two, three yet again. Gio Gonzalez has seen nine and sent all nine packing. Midway through to third. Five nothing White Sox. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. Just heard from Family Waterproofing Solutions. Remember, they're veteran-owned, family-owned, female-owned, they go pretty much everywhere for those who are White Sox fans. And remember, they have socks in the basement deals. Talk to them about it. And they do a lot more than just making sure you don't have seepage. They do a lot of work over there. Check out that website. Get the information. Tell them you heard it on socks in the basement. Get the money off or get the free things that they're giving you. The extra services. Great people. They've gotten a great response from this. And I love you fans for using them. Because it's going to be a wet month here in June. Farmer's Almanac says so. Those farmers are always right. Yasmani Grandal comes up 0 for 1. It's in the 5 spot today, but now he gets the bat on the left side, which he prefers for his power. Over 8 seasons, 157 home runs. He has 16 so far this year. 0-1 the count now, as the next pitch is fouled off a split finger, quickly 0-2. Grandal has been slumping a little bit as of late over the last few days, and a slump for him is pretty much an average to above average run for anybody else on this team, it seems like. He's had a very good season so far. He's got a very good catcher backing him up as well. One and two the count. Into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and popped up down the first base line. Underneath it by the stands. It'll be put away by Kepler, the first baseman. One gone here in the bottom of the third. Double E, Edwin Encarnacion. Single and a run scored. Has a 263 average. And he stands up there ready to go against Homer Bailey. Outside slider misses 1-0 the count. They got a shift down for him. Kepler is basically playing second base instead of first. Arias is on the other side of second. Marwan Gonzalez is playing short today. Moves over a little bit closer to third. And this one's hit directly into the glove of Max Kepler. Now come on. He hits it to the opposite side of the shift, but to the only guy standing there on that side. And that's just bad luck. That ain't planned. Adam Engel comes up now with two outs here in the bottom of the third inning. He's one for one. Settling in nicely as more of an everyday guy in right field. Six runs scored over his last five games. Engel fouls that one off 0-1. Bailey into the line, the pitch. Inside fastball taken 0-2. 
Bailey working angle inside. Catcher sets up there again. This time, he gets a hold of a splitter and sends it off into foul territory down the third base line. Garver moves outside now. Here comes the pitch. It's high, a four-seamer, one and two. Swung on and foul back, a four-seamer above the knees at 91 miles an hour. Count remains one and two as Bailey gets his first real challenge of this inning from Adam Engel. Now he lifts one on the left field. Heading back near the track. This will be caught. The inning is over. Sox go down 1-2-3 for the first time all game. We're through three. 5 nothing, Chicago. Luis Arias is 0-for-1 with a ground out in the first inning. He's got a 3.46 average and a 4.07 on base percentage. He only slugs 4.72. He's got some pop. This guy could get his slugging into the 500s. He'd be one of the best. The lefty awaits Gonzalez, an inside four-seamer, 0-1 the count. He's got a nine-game hit streak right now. Gonzalez is a nine-game out streak. That ball is low, 1-1 the count. Came into this inning with 33 pitches over three. Now he misses low and in, 2-1 the count. Blue Jays leading in Baltimore, 1-0. The Rangers, they're in the first inning underway now, leading 2-0 in Texas over the A's. That ball's fouled off, 2-2, two two, the count is even. Now a number to second. Mandrigal has to come in and quickly get the throw over, but he gets him by about a step and a half. Quick runner down the line, but not quick enough. Here's a faster guy in Byron Buxton now with one out in the top of the fourth inning. Buxton's 0-1 in this game. And Gonzalez wastes no time, goes into the line. Low and inside, gets it. The changeup at the knees. He's on a five-game hitting streak. The count is 0-1. Swung on and missed the changeup away, 0-2. You know, Gio did this last game, and he pitched very well and went deep into the game. Lots of changeups early and working a little quicker. Grandal has him doing that. Another changeup low, swung on and missed. Two strikeouts. This feels like something that Yasmani is working on with Gio Gonzalez. You see him doing a lot of framing on pitches that are close. And maybe on a changeup, it's even easier to frame it. A little extra. And the glove comes up. And he's bringing these low pitches right up into the zone. Now an outside changeup. 0-1 the count to Nelson Cruz. Two outs in the top of the fourth inning. But he's been lots of change-ups early in counts. Sometimes they'll mix it up with a fastball. They want to keep him off balance. But he's not wearing out the arm. Now an outside two-seamer. 2-0 two the count. Cruz, 0-3 yesterday with two strikeouts. 0-1 in this game. Fouls off a four-seamer. 2-1 two now. Fouls off a four-seamer now. At 93 miles an hour on the inside corner. Count is even at two, so he came with a quick one. And now he comes with another fastball. High, it's fouled off. So he's using speed on Cruz he did not use with the first two batters. And now he takes something off it and gets him way out in front of a curveball. Swung on and missed, and the inning is over. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. The White Sox lead it five to nothing. 12 up, 12 down so far for Gio Gonzalez. 
And Nick Mandrigal takes a split finger on the outside corner for a ball. 1-0 the count from Homer Bailey. Comes in in this inning with only 16 pitches. He finished off the second and pitched the third. Now a ground ball off the middle. Base hit for Mandrigal. We got speed on. His second time on base in this game. Leadoff man on. Luis Roberts going to come to the plate now. Been much more disciplined at the plate. Drew a walk that brought in a run in the second inning. Now he sends this one deep down the third baseline, hooking foul. 0-1 the count. Mads has that first to third speed, but isn't really a stolen base guy. He has one on the season. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and belted deep. Way back in the left field. The crowd is up to the wall. Caught over the wall. It's caught over the wall in left field. An incredible play. The left fielder, Eddie Rosario, goes up the wall and over with his arm and pulls it back. A two-run home run from Luis Robert was millimeters away. Everybody got up for that. It sounded good off the bat. Rosario got back to the wall and had time to put one arm up on it as he leapt, got the other arm over, and got that ball. Tim Anderson's up now with one out in the bottom of the fourth. Jam shot over second base. It's going to be caught, though, as it hung up too long. Mandrigal has to hold it first. There's two gone now. Almost some fireworks there. You notice fan base wants to see Robert hit home runs. They watched it all last year on YouTube. They want to see it in person more and more. Larry Garcia is 0 for 2, but now on the left side of the plate. Low four-seam fastball misses 1-0 the count. Last five games he's been in, he has scored five times. What we're looking for now, though, is a hit to move Mads. An outside knuckle curve misses 2-0. The pitch. Outside misses 3-0. Abreu's on deck. Larry Garcia in the catbird seat. 3-0 count, two outs, bottom of the fourth inning. Sox up 5-0. Mads on first. Hits the outside corner with a four-seamer, nicely placed. 3-1. Homer Bailey taking over for Rich Hill after an inning and two-thirds when the White Sox started piling on runs in the second inning. They got one in the first, four in the second. Almost just got two in this inning. Line drive, the first picked out of the air by Kepler. That's a line out to the first baseman. The inning is over. After four, five runs on seven hits for the White Sox. Zero on zero for the Twins. And the Minnesota Twins come to the plate. You're in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech partnering with Microsoft and bringing a solution to any size business. You can get your own systems worked in with theirs and be able to share files, pictures, anything you want. Get people on with one button. Get everybody together. Smooth video. Great audio. Forget these Zoom calls, the messenger, the FaceTime, the free stuff. For a very inexpensive price, get your business running like it used to, if not better. In a new world, luckily DP3 Tech has a solution. Details coming up midway through this inning. As Miguel Sano lifts the first pitch, out in the center field, it'll fall just in front of Robert. The first hit of the game for the Twins canceled the postgame show. Outfield is playing way back. That one hung up for a while, but 
It was placed perfectly in between Luis Robert and Tim Anderson, who was running straight back in a center field. So there's a runner on here with no outs in the fifth inning and a strike down the middle and a changeup from Gonzalez. 0-1 the count. Garver swinging the bat furiously in his warm-up swings. Gets ready for the next pitch. 50 pitches as of this moment for Gonzalez with a runner on here in the top of the fifth and no outs. Changeup on the outside corner, 0-2. If you ask me the question, did I think that Gio could have kept going here without letting anybody get to first base, my answer is yes. He's been very effective. Grandal is calling a great game right now as this one's in the dirt. Down the first base with a snap throw. Cannot get to know he stands there. One and two the count. And Gonzalez had a very low pitch count, and he's a vet. Now another one in the dirt. He's trying to get him the reach two and two. Whenever you get a guy like Gio Gonzalez, who finds a way to pitch well when he's got 120 pitches and he gets off to a start like this, anything's possible. Because this one swung on and missed. There's one out on that strikeout, the sixth one of the game for Gio. This team leads all of the American League in strikeouts by a team. Coming into this game, Max Kepler's at the plate. The lefty's 0-for-1 with a flyout in the second inning. He's 0-for-4 in this series. A changeup at the knees goes for a strike, 0-1. That changeup is about 78 to 79 miles an hour and has been his number one pitch today. Now with some batters... He gives him a few heaters, and he goes at a changeup. But most of them, he's setting them up with changeups inside or outside, depending on the batter. He goes inside again. That one's actually at 80 miles an hour. 0-2. Kepler, the German, signed out of Germany, stands in in the hole 0-2. Pitches low and misses a four-seamer. He tried to get him to go for it. 1-2 the count. If you're the Twins and you know he's going to get you on those changeups and you're waiting for the fastball, you might get selective, but now you're going to ground over to first, over to T.A. He gets him at second, back over to Abreu. Three, six, three. Rack him up. In the end, midway through the fifth, Gonzalez has still faced the minimum, and we lead 5-0 in the bottom of the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Jose Abreu starts off the bottom of the fifth inning. He's 1-0 in the count. Now a fastball in the outside corner catches it, 1-1. One one. Slider outside, fouled off, 1-2 the count. Bailey into the line. This one's fouled back into the upper deck behind home plate. Count remains 1-2. No outs here in the bottom of the fifth. Sox up 5-0. Now one line down the first baseline. Count remains 1-2. Bailey didn't start the game. He came in for Hill. Who's only at 33 pitches here in the bottom of the fifth. Ground ball over to short. Scooped by Marwin Gonzalez. Sent over to first base in plenty of time. There's one gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. 
Good-sized crowd out here. Saw Rich Hill give up five earned runs with five hits and two walks, one strikeout, 47 pitches over an inning and two-thirds. He hits the showers early. Second time out of three starts this season against the White Sox, he does not make it through the second inning. Sox won that game. They're trying to win this one. Juan Moncada on the left side takes a four-seamer low, 1-0 the count. Some Twins fans in the crowd, they like to come down here just like I like to go up north. This one's grounded over to Kepler at first. He steps on the bag, two gone. And I don't mind it. I've never seen him be very abusive. I know some people, they always complain about the out-of-town fans. They've never been that bad. I was at a game one time where I actually watched White Sox fans get really mean to a Twins fan. There was a friend of my buddy's, and the two of them had come down from Minnesota. I'm like, come sit with me. We'll have fun. We'll talk baseball. As this one's grounded over to short and flipped over to first. 6-3 put out, a 1-2-3 inning for Minnesota. After five, we lead 5-0. Wind is blowing in. It was slight coming in from, I would say that's coming in from left center field. It's a little bit on an angle. Looking at the flags. That might be the reason why Luis Robert doesn't clear the wall. If it was not for that wind, he probably gets it over the glove of Eddie Rosario as he climbed the wall, basically, and got it. Possible two-run home run went away. Rosario's at the plate right now. The seven-hitter is 0-for-1. Gio Gonzalez has him 1-1 in the count and has thrown 60 pitches at this point. Top of the sixth inning, no outs. Swung on and fouled off a changeup outside, 1-2. and two. As I was saying, as the inning ended... And we got ready for the Twins to come up here in the sixth inning as this one has popped up to second base. And Madrigal gets out of the way for Abreu, who really wanted it. And who's going to argue with Jose Abreu? Nick Madrigal standing next to him. That's quite a sight. There's a big difference in height there. There's one gone, and Josh Donaldson comes to the plate 0-for-1 with a strike on the third inning. So I'm hanging with these guys, and, you know, one of them is my very close friend. My oldest, her godfather, is from Edina, Minnesota. And we, we stay in the same dormitory. We've been friends ever since college at the University of Illinois. You know, over 20 years of friendship. We go out for a uh, White Sox game on a Saturday night. He brings one of his friends in with him. They drove down. They hung out that whole weekend, went to a couple of games. So we're there. And, you know, it's, it's a White Sox winner. That's how I remember it. Not only is it a White Sox winner, but it's a blowout. As Donaldson swings at this one, he's 1-1 one one in the count. And these two girls are really inebriated. There's no other way to say it. High fastball taken for a strike, one and two, from Gonzalez to Donaldson. And they're giving him a hard time because he's wearing a Twins hat. He's a Twins fan. He's not being obnoxious. His team's getting blown out. We're all just having some beers, hanging out in the outfield. We're talking about going down to the bar because we're in the right field. I like sitting out there. I like being close to that area. I like to go there post-game sometimes. Swing and a miss by Donaldson on a changeup inside. He goes down, seventh strikeout of the game for Gonzalez, second of Josh Donaldson, who's been neutralized for the most part this season against the White Sox. Two gone. And up comes the nine-hitter, Marwan Gonzalez. In the third inning, he flew out to end that inning. He comes up here with two outs in the top of the sixth. Gonzalez has faced the minimum, but he did give up a hit to Sano who was later erased in a double play. The 0-1 pitch on the way outside, 1-1. One one. So anyway, I'm going to hurry up here because Gonzalez is working so quick. These girls decide they're going to pour a beer on his head. 
just, they just poured a beer in his head. Nothing was going on. They just poured a beer in his head. You know, and he looks at me, and I go, oh. and he says, I said something to him. I'm like, that's wrong. He wasn't doing anything to you. But, you know, we get into a fever pitch out there, and we hate the Twins. I do it. I hate the Twins. People were cheering when she did it. 3-1 pitch here. So, then the White Sox hit a home run. Big bomb in the eighth inning. Lands in the section. As everybody's celebrating, he turned around and just soaked these two girls. But nobody was paying any attention because the ball was landing in the section. And he immediately escaped. And I thought it was brilliant. He knew he would get beat up. But in the middle of a home run as a ball was coming in, hit by the White Sox, he got his revenge and escaped. In my mind, there's kids around. And those girls probably shouldn't have poured a beer on him. On the other hand, he was probably justified. That's coming from a White Sox fan. Now, if they're acting like jerks, I don't care what you say to them. Hopefully, we'll be a little kinder as we move through what we're going through right now in life. Gonzalez got a free pass on a 3-2 count. First walk issued by Gio Gonzalez, only the second base runner. Two outs here on the top of the sixth. Luis Arias comes up, and he's quickly 0-2 as he swings at a changeup low and outside. 75 pitches now for Gio. This is the longest he's been out in the mound. Most pitches of any inning. 17 here in the sixth so far. The pitch on the way. Inside, got him on a changeup swinging. Another strikeout for Gio. He's got a shutout through six. Giving up one hit, one walk. He's got the quality start and a five-run lead. And here in the bottom of the sixth inning, Edwin Encarnacion comes up one for two. Got a hit and a run scored. And the pitch on the way. Bailey serves up one down the third baseline. It is near the pole. Just going foul out of the stands. It had the distance. Owen won the count on a long strike. The righty Bailey puts one low and inside a four-seamer. Laid off, one and one the count. Sacks got one in the first and four in the fifth. A high fastball hits the zone one and two, and I'm telling you, we're up 5 nothing. But I am not sure we're going to win any game against this offense until the game is over. They are potent, and they've come back on us before. Two and two the count now as that one hits the inside corner. He lays off one in basically the same spot. Edwin Stubborn makes the ump call that a ball. The count is full with angle on deck and no outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. 43rd pitch for Bailey who came in with two outs in the second. Count remains full as that's fouled off. Garber calls for a high pitch. It is rifled out in the right center field. Tailing back, he can't get to it. It's going to bounce to the wall. Encarnacion is on his way to second base. Nelson Cruz was not running at full speed until the last few steps. I don't think he thought that ball was tailing away as much as it was, and he ends up leaping, and it goes over his head for a double. Edwin's on second. No outs here at the bottom of the sixth. Adam Engel comes to the plate one for two. And Homer Bailey is now working his way through the order. And it isn't the first time. There's a reason he's not a regular starter and he's in the bullpen in long relief. If he was effective multiple times through an order, he'd be a starting pitcher. That pitch hits the outside corner, 0-1 the count. The White Sox need to keep piling it on against this Twins team. They're dangerous until the last out. Strike on the inside corner, 0-2. Angle lays off some pretty good pitches there. He's waiting for something. 0-2 count. 
The pitch on the way. Inside misses a split finger, one and two the count. Beautiful day for a ball game. If we were in the real world, we would have been at Cork and Carey at the park before and after this game. As that swung on and missed on an inside pitch on the hands of Angle. He's frustrated with himself. He should have taken that pitch or let it hit him in the arm. He doesn't wear any padding, though. That would have smarted. He's kind of defensive there, trying to back out, but he still swings. One out now in the bottom of the sixth, and here's Nick Madrigal with two singles and a run scored in this game. He's two for two. And an outside split finger misses. 1-0 the count. Two for four in this series. His average is at 235. Playing a pretty sharp defense for this team. He's really good on the exchange. On double play balls. And good range. Low pitch in the dirt. Rolls a bit. Edwin's going for third to throw down. And he's out. What is he thinking there? He went on his own there. That ball did not get far enough away. He must have thought it was rolling further. I do not see anybody signaling him to run. He took off on his own. Thought he was a base runner for a half a second. And he's out at third. An ill-advised move by Edwin Encarnacion who's thrown out by Garver the ball just got to the grass behind the dirt circle and died and Edwin on a delayed move to third couldn't get there in time now a ground out to Gonzalez at short flipped over to first six to three put out the inning is over after six we still lead five nothing Byron bucks into the plate he's over two with a strikeout and a flyout one for five in the series Gio Gonzalez Shut out through six innings. We'll start the seventh on 76 pitches. And nobody going in the bullpen right now as Ricky Renteria is showing some confidence in his starter. And he hits the outside corner on a perfect 93-mile-an-hour fastball. 0-1 the count. Inside pitch now misses 1-1. He's going fastball now early in the count to Buxton. Last time it was nothing but change-ups until the end. Now he goes outside on a changeup, two and one. So he's mixing it up, batter to batter. That means him and Grandal are doing a lot of talking in between innings. And they're reviewing, this is what we did the last time with this guy. Changeup low and away, two and two the count. Top of the seventh, five nothing White Sox. Just misses inside. Count is full. Grandal did his best to try to get the call there, holding the glove for an extra beat. It doesn't get it. Gio looks in, the pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner and strikes him out looking. And it was fully inside the zone. Ninth strikeout for Gonzalez. Buxton argues a bit before he heads back. He's got a few words to say. He thought that ball was outside. He flipped the bat and started running down to first base. And then he shrugs his shoulders, picks up the bat. Umpires don't like that. Nelson cruises up. Maybe he'll pay for it. I hope we have a vindictive ump. No, the first pitch deep down the line. That's fair and gone. Cruz sends one out deep in the left field, 414 feet for the solo home run. It's the first run scored by the Twins in this series, and it comes in the seventh inning of game number two. And it's a 5-1 to one ball game, 109 miles an hour that gets out. He did the same thing last night, trying to tie the game in the bottom of the eighth inning and just missed. He launches this one out into the first section in fair territory, 414 feet out. The shutout is over. The bullpen will likely start tossing 
although I don't think we're in any kind of trouble here as Gio Gonzalez only made his first mistake just now. Alex Colome and Jace Fry are warming up in the seventh inning now as Sano comes up and takes a ball outside. 1-0 the count. Now he sends this one to third on the one hop. Mancata gathers himself, sends it across, and gets Sano on a long 5-3 putout. He was halfway in foul territory, standing over third base. And Mitch Garver comes up with two outs now in the top of the seventh, 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, 0 for 6 in the series. As I said, that home run there with one out from Cruz, the first run scored by the Twins all series long, and now another hit as this one is against the shift and put in the right field. Everybody's shifted over to the other side. It's down the line, first base side in the air where it lands in right field, goes into the corner, a double for Garver. His 11th on the season. Two outs in the seventh inning and a runner on second in scoring position as the Twins are now getting to Gonzalez a little bit. Max Kepler's up. He's a lefty. Geo has him 0 for 2 in this game. The pitch. Swung on now and lifted out in the right field. Running back is Angle. He has plenty of room. He catches it well before the warning track and the inning is over. Nelson Cruz goes deep. A double by Garver. Only one run gets in, and midway through the seventh, we're going to sing and lead 5-1 on the south side. Randy Dobnik comes in. Luis Robert comes to the plate. He's 0-1 for 1 with a walk and an RBI on that walk. He almost took it deep for a two-run home run the last time up. Over the wall went Rosario from his elbow out to his hand, was clearly over the wall. The other arm holding on to the wall to brace himself. He timed it perfectly and pulled back a two-run home run from Robert in left center field. The wind also blowing in right in at that area, coming in from left center, although it didn't really hurt Nelson Cruz when he hit a home run last half inning. One and one the count. This one's ripped over to second base, scooped and thrown over to first. Hard hit ball doesn't get through. One out in the bottom of the seventh. Tim Anderson's one for two with a single, two RBIs and a run scored. T.A., second on the team in average, behind Yoan Mankata, stands in and awaits the pitch. Outside pitch lifted down the line, foul ball on the first base side, 0-1 the count. Next offering misses outside, 1-1. As Colome and Fry warm... I'm not entirely convinced Gio Gonzalez is done as this one is ripped out in the right field for a base hit. Anderson's on with a single as it falls in front of Cruz with one out here in the bottom of the seventh. And I say that because he doesn't have, he doesn't have the ice on the arm. And he's got two guys coming up that are not as sharp against lefties in Rosario and Donaldson. And he's only sitting on 85 pitches right now. He likes to go deep into counts. So it might be something they haven't made a decision on yet as it's 0-1 to Garcia. My thing is, bring in the bullpen. Get the win. This is a big game. He pitched seven. Outside pitch, they go for the pitch out. Nothing going. They're thinking T.A. is going to try to steal here with one out in the bottom of the seventh. Laeri's 0 for 3. The next offering on the way. Low, now 2-1. 2-1 count, one out, bomb in the seventh inning. The 0-3 Garcia stands in. 
Now Anderson's going. They took a long time on that one. He is safe at second base. It bounced in. Took a long time on the delivery. His 18th stolen base of the season. And now a 2-2 count to Larry Garcia with Anderson on second. Inside pitch, jam shot. Round. Fly ball the second. It'll be caught. On the light pop out, there's two gone with T.A. on second base and Jose Abreu at the plate. Two outs, bottom of the seventh. Abreu up. He's 0 for 2 with a walk. Anderson in motion right away. Swung on and fouled back. The hit and run was clearly on. Jose unable to punch it through. The 0-1 pitch now. Anderson held and so did Abreu, but it was an inside pitch that caught the corner. 0-2 the count now on a split finger. Low and inside. Next offering fouled off down the third base line. Count remains 0-2. Now he lifts this one out into shallow left center field. Buxton's going to come on and get it on the run. Fans were hoping it was going to fall, but it hung up there too long. After seven, the Sox lead 5-1 with Rosario, Donaldson, and Gonzalez coming up. Chase Fry is going to come into the game. We saw him last night. He had good success. And he did very well against the lefties in the lineup and Josh Donaldson. So because of that, he's getting another shot at it. 15 and a third innings. Underneath his belt, he has only gone the full inning twice this season. He only comes in later on in an inning. As he announced attendance now, 31,894 for the White Sox today. A great crowd. The count is 1-0, and this one is lifted out in the left field. Curving towards the foul pole, it will get out of here. Foul. 1-1 one one the count. They have a shift down for Rosario. Everybody's over on the first base side. Mancata is playing short with Anderson on the other side of second. 1-2 and two now the count, the pitch. Fouls that one off. Count remains 1-2. and two. Cut fastball there. Didn't get by him. The 7-8-9 hitter is coming up here. Swung on and missed a four-seamer tailing away. He got Rosario. Fry sits him down with a strikeout. 87 pitches is the exact total for Gonzalez. He gives up three hits and a walk. One earned run, nine strikeouts. He goes seven innings. A great game for Gio against the most dangerous offense in baseball. Josh Donaldson comes up, takes a cut fastball outside. 1-0 the count. He's 0-2 with two strikeouts from Gonzalez. Fry looks in. The next pitch. Swung on and missed a cut fastball. He got it by him. Swinging. One and one the count. Fry wasting no time. Grandal sets up inside. Comes in low and inside but misses on a curveball. Two and one. Next pitch outside. Three and one as he works and nibbles around Donaldson. I would go after him with a four run lead here and the way he's been hitting. Inside pitch catches the corner. Three and two, the count is full. With Marwan Gonzalez on deck, one out, nobody on here in the top of the eighth. Fry delivers. Swung on and sent over to Moncada. Goes off his glove as he tries to scoop it. And out in the left field, he Roger Dorned that one. If you get the reference from Major League, that was some Olay. And you know what else. Gonzalez is 0 for 1 and comes to the plate. The curveball misses outside with one out. Donaldson's on. They're going to give a base hit on that one, although 
I'm sure Yoan knows he should have handled that ball differently. He did not block it. You teach little leaguers to do that. He's a solid defensive player, and I know it looks cool to do it the way he was going to do it. But get in front of the ball there. Now there's a runner on, 2-0 to Gonzalez. The pitch on the way. A strike, two-seamer, down the middle, 2-1. Colome continues to warm. After this, Fry can come out if Renteria decides it. Misses high and outside on a close pitch, 3-1. Luis Arias stands on deck as the Twins are threatening for really the first time all game. Cut fastball, foul back, 3-2, and two, the count is full. Now to ground ball, the second, double play ball. Mandrigal steps on second and throws it over to first himself. A 4-3 double play. We're through eight. Going to the bottom of the eighth, a 5-1 on the Twins. Aaron Bummer's up warming. He's the only one now as Yohan Mancada comes out to face Dobnek. Hill, the starter for the Twins, only went one and two-third. He gave up five. Homer Bailey came in and did very well. He got them into the seventh inning, giving up no runs, and then Dobnik took over in the seventh. And now starts the bottom of the eighth, out on the mound. Mancata's two for three and two and one on the count as that fastball misses outside. Twins got their run off of Gio Gonzalez in the seventh on a towering shot that got out of here in a hurry from Nelson Cruz. He gave up a double as well in that inning, but escaped. As Mancata swings and misses at a split finger after fouling one off, he went well outside the zone and he strikes out. Dobnik's first and the first out of the eighth inning. And Yasmani Grandal steps up 0 for 3 with a ground out. The last time up. Takes a low four seamer for ball one, 1-0 one the count. Into the wind, the pitch on the way. Split finger on the outside corner, 1-1 one one the count. He checks it up, but it's still a strike. High and outside, 1-2. 1-2 and two. One, two count. Grandal has not looked very sharp today at the plate. A low split finger, 2-2. Two and two. Like I said, he's cooling off after a very, very hot May. And who knows, he may not start game three. If Renteria says, hey, he's been one of my best hitters. He's obviously dealing with something. He might be worn out. He's a catcher. We got a day off on Monday. Give him two. This one's ground to the first base. Fielded. Steps on the bag, does Kepler. Two gone in the bottom of the eighth inning. James McCann is very capable. Edwin Encarnacion is also very capable. He's been tearing it up in this series. One of the few guys to get hits yesterday in that game. Now rips one in the right field. He's three for four with a single. And he's down to first base with two outs. He made an error in judgment the last time, getting thrown on at third on a ball that just dribbled away a little bit from Garver. And he thought he could run. Adam Engels one for three with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. The first pitch on the way, swung on and sent out in the center field. It's a can of corn for Buxton. When it comes down, we will head now to the top of the ninth inning. Aaron Bummer coming through the gate. He will come on for the second night in a row, this time with a four-run lead as the White Sox go for the first two in this series, leading 5-1. It's a four-run lead. It's not a safe situation, but it's a big game. And Aaron Bummer is coming in after closing yesterday. He seems to be the closer right now, although Ricky Renteria is saying it depends on what he thinks 
and what it lines up like. Luis Arias is a lefty. He's 0 for 3. And a slider inside is taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. The pitch on the way. Inside cut fastball misses 2-0. Four-run lead here for the White Sox. They've given up one run to this point in the series. This one sent out in the left field. Coming on is Garcia. He bobbles it in front of him. Muffs the play. And the runner is on. And Bummer has that 1,000-yard stare out into left field. They're going to give him a hit here. That's a 10-game hit streak for Arias. I don't know if he would have caught it, but I've seen Aloy Jimenez die for those. Garcia let it eat him up. Outside four, Seamer catches the zone 0-1 now with Arias on first and no outs here in the top of the ninth inning. Buxton's 0-3 for with a strikeout in the seventh. Swung on and missed 0-2 from Bummer. Aaron checks the runner. The pitch. Got him. Three pitches. He strikes out swinging. Tosses his bat. He's frustrated. And we've got an out here in the top of the ninth. Here comes Nelson Cruz. Just missed a deep bomb yesterday by inches. Hit one today. He has been the most dangerous guy in their lineup this weekend. The first pitch is sent out in the center field. Coming across is Robert now tailing back towards the wall. He stands at the wall and leaps, and that's gone. Just over his glove, a two-run home run by Nelson Cruz. He has two in this game and all three RBIs, and all of a sudden we have a two-run game with one out here in the ninth inning. Robert, I thought he had it for a moment, came down looking at his glove, but it did not come down into his glove. He stands there and waits. Just to the right of the batter's eye, he goes up. He makes a big leap. He looked at the glove. That's why I thought maybe he had it. But he did not. Miguel Sano comes up now. It's 5-3. And he fouls off a sinker. And now it's a save situation. And it becomes a little bit more intense. Intense enough that Alex Colome is back up. Swung on and missed a cut fastball 0-2 from Bummer. Cruz has been the guy for the Twins this weekend. They were shut out yesterday, but he almost tied it in the eighth. He's had two home runs in this game and all three RBIs. That one just misses inside, almost strike three, one and two the count. Sano lays off a good one in on the hips. Mitch Garver stands on deck. Checks it up. Did he go? They're going to say no on the appeal down the first base, two and two. The fans don't like that one as it's gotten tense all of a sudden. Now he misses inside, the count is full. Bummer has Sano three and two in the count. You don't want to put him on here. Swung on and chopped, slow chopper. Mancata comes across in front of Anderson over to first and he gets him by a hair. That ball bounced very slowly. Anderson would have never gotten to it on time. Luckily, Yoan Mancata, Johnny on the spot, cuts in front and makes that throw on the run and gets him for the second out. Garber comes up, and an outside sinker misses 1-0 the count. This one's dribbled over to short. Anderson fields it, and across the first, and this ballgame is over. It got tense, but in the end, the White Sox take the first two of this three-game set. They move to four games back of the Twins, who they just defeated for the second day in a row. This all after a very rough week and a half and a difficult road trip where they went 3 and five, including three in a row that they lost to the Twins in Minnesota. They've now taken the first two here behind Gio Gonzalez, who goes out and gives up one run over seven. 
a masterful game from him. A great game all around for this team. They took advantage of Rich Hill and his misfortune in the second inning. They were very patient. Would have liked to have seen him score any other runs later on in the game, and they weren't able to put any across, but they held on to that early 5-0 lead and come away winning 5-3. Gio Gonzalez gets the win. Seven innings pitched, three hits, nine strikeouts, an earned run and a walk. Rich Hill goes one and two-thirds and takes a loss. He gives up five hits and five runs. He struck out one but walked two. Player of the game is Gio Gonzalez with that line. Tim Anderson, two for three with two RBIs and a run scored. Edwin Encarnacion, three for four with a double and a run scored. Luis Robert goes 0 for two but gets the RBI and the walk with the bases loaded and almost put one out. Nick Mandrigal goes two for three and scores a run. Those are your notables. The other notable thing is five runs on ten hits beats three runs on six. And the Twins have only scored three runs the entire series after being shut out yesterday. We have held down one of the best offenses in baseball and taken the first two games of this set. And a sweep would be sweet because it would get the White Sox within three. It would reset this entire division. Worst case, they take two out of three. But we're going for it all tomorrow on a Sunday. Make sure you tune in. Sox, Twins, Reynaldo Lopez taking the mound. And I've been told Michael Kopech completely available to come in if needed. You have been listening to a White Sox simulated game as part of a White Sox simulated season. The biggest weekend to date for this team. And it's all brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. I would expect them to be opening soon. I'm waiting for details when I get them. They're all yours. Until then, my name is Chris Lanuti. For my buddy Dave, who started Sox in the Basement with me and will be joining me starting in June as we open up our studio again and have him over here. And we will have some fun with these games when Dave is able to join in. This has been Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans by fans, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.